Welcome to Nerd Canon. I'm Beth. I'm Paul. This is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today's topic is 1986's Legend. Legend was released on April 18th, 1986. The director is Ridley Scott. The writer is William Hortzberg. There's a fucking silent J in that one. That's another one I should have looked up. Uh, it stars Tom Cruise, Mia Sarah, and Tim Curry. The Rotten Tomato score. Paul, I don't know what you're going to think about this movie, but the Rotten Tomato score is a 36%. <laughs> Uh, woof. Uh, and the audience score is 73%. It grossed about 15 million. So I think that is indicative of a cult favorite. Yeah, I think so. I think that's pretty clear. I do have for you, one of my favorite reviews is just real short, and it is sumptuous, grandly scaled, and often ludicrous. So. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I liked that one. If you haven't seen Legend, the plot is a demon who seeks to create eternal night by destroying the last of the unicorns and marrying a fairy princess is opposed by the forest boy Jack and his elven allies. Wait, so she's supposed to be a fairy princess? You know, conflicting results in my trivia searches. I'm going to say mortal. They say yeah. she's mortal she in the film. She is glittery, though. There's a lot of glitter there, in this movie. That is, like, my biggest note. <laughs> uh, but anyway, first, before we talk about our notes, Paul, what was your experience with Legend as a kid? So, this movie is 1985. You have Correct. 1986. I think yeah, it was released in 85 in the United Kingdom. Correct. Yes. It was released in the U.S. in 86. It was filmed in 84. So, I was four. Great. Yeah, and I certainly did not see this movie when I was four. Correct. And and I don't really remember when I saw it, but yeah, Tim Curry as Darkness is very much imprinted on my memory, mm-hmm. as is the horrific death of a unicorn. Right. <laughs> yes. Which spoilers, you know, thirty you know. years later or whatever. But, right. It's um, all a spoiler. <laughs> it's all a spoiler. So I remembered very little of this movie. I had a I going into watching it again, I had a positive to mm-hmm. very nostalgic positive yes. remembrance of this movie, especially of like Tim Curry as darkness, and then a horrific remembrance of the unicorn death. But everything else was pretty much a blur. Some of it came back when I started watching. I remembered Una. That I had totally forgot about sure. the, the fairy girl yeah. thing, and <laughs> and I remembered. I don't know if they're supposed to be elves, all of them, or dwarves. Yeah, they're dwarf they're, adjacent. They're, it seems yeah. to me. And so I remember, like, I was like, oh yeah, I remembered them, but the whole like the his. Um, his, I say his, t- Tim Curry, he's, he, is his name in this just darkness? Is that all uh, his yeah. character's name mm-hmm. is? Yeah. So the darkness, he's really the devil, right? Like, can uh, you just call him the yeah, devil? Yeah, yeah, Well, his, yes, his name in the film is darkness. Darkness. Okay, so. Yes. His, his minions, the little goblins. Yeah. Who actually do the deed. I totally didn't remember them at all. I didn't remember that they were a part of this movie. Right. But overall. I was positive, and it was very much ingrained on my memory of Tim Curry as Darkness and the Unicorn Death. So I should just stop right there. But (laughs) what about you? So I, again, I also had very positive, nostalgic uh, references. But I I think one thing we're noticing is that I I am a big rewatcher of things. And so I had seen it 
Mm-hmm. Probably more recently than you, oh, like for maybe sure. in my like twenties ish, maybe. Um, I owned it well, on okay. DVD, so I I definitely had watched it again. For me, the biggest things, yes, Tim Curry is darkness, yes, the unicorn, but I very specifically remember Mia Sarah's low cut dress <laughs> um, and all the yeah. glitter. I often think, um, you know, how some things just stick in your mind, and we can talk about this when we get to notes. But the the forest scenes with the floating sparkly shit in the air. Yes. I think of that a, like a lot. <laughs> that is something I think of okay. in in nature in the world like it is called to memory. Also my sister really loved this soundtrack. Okay. So the Tangerine Dream, that Legends <laughs> fucking song at the end. Yep. I made a mixed CD as a gift okay. for my sister yep. in maybe my tw- early 20s-ish that included that song. And so I very much remember the trippy the trippy music as well. Right. So that was what I remembered. I can't say I remembered the intricacies of the plot, but I... Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Is it fair Whether or not there's, there's a, a lot... Plot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So before we go any further, Paul, would you like to hear some fun facts? I always want to hear fun facts. Great. What are you going to do when I say no? What? I, well, I'm going to read them anyway because I'm forceful. Oh, okay. <laughs> But it's polite to ask, right? I'm asking your consent, but I'm, I guess, going to ignore it. So never mind about the consent thing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this film was widely rumored to have been a source of inspiration for The Legend of Zelda. Okay, I can see that. Sure, yeah. It took five and a half hours to get Tim Curry's makeup on because his entire body was encased. Wait, I have a fact. Do you have any more facts about that? Because I have a fact about that. Um, I watched a whole special on it, actually. On his makeup? Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe this is urban legend. You can verify this is true or not. Well, I don't know about that, but go ahead. That he got so, like he had to sit in a hot tub or some things for so yes. long to get the gum yes, off, and he got impatient I, mm-hmm. and ripped it off and like ripped half his face off or whatever. Yes. I mean, so he had to like let but. the spirit gum and the epoxy because it was all done in a way that he could still like articulate his facial features. Right. So it was all separate pieces glued on instead of just like a mask. And so yeah, he had to let it soak off. And one day he was like, well. Well, fuck this, and he ripped it off, and it wasn't good. Yeah. Um. So that was the thing I also read. Speaking of faces, the face of the goblin Blix was designed after that. Do you want to guess who it was designed after? Well, I can, I'm looking at your notes. So it's ah, shit. Cheap. It was designed after Keith Richards. I would never have gotten that, but it makes total sense. <laughs> once you total know it. fucking sense. And so that's funny. And also, according to Alice Platon, who who played Blix, uh, she thought of the idea, and Ridley Scott was like, "Well, yes, obviously, that's a great idea." <laughs> so, hence, uh, Blix, um, which is super funny to me. Um, the scenes filled in the forest, every line had to be redubbed in post-production because the noise on set was so loud. And in the little um, behind-the-scenes video that I watched, they were talking about how there was, like, 8,000 pigeons living in those fake trees. Oh, nice. Like, a lot of them. And so that was a, a, f- a fun thing that I got to hear about. But you can kind of tell that it's dubbed in this – and. I think it adds to the dreaminess of it because it seems a little bit odd, but it definitely, if you like know to look, you can kind of tell that it's done. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that watching. It wasn't bad enough where there it's were not maybe... terribly done, yeah. but I, yeah. Um, another fun fact is Jack's armor is made from flattened bottle caps. Huh, that's, that's clever. 
This was actually one of my first notes, but then I saw it in my fun fact research that the sound of the unicorns at play is actually humpback whales. Yeah, the that's minute they came too. on screen, I was like, "Why are the unicorns fucking whales?" But yeah. so yeah. suspicion confirmed, it was actually whales. Yep. Other actors who are considered for the role of Jack include Jim Carrey, what the fuck, Johnny Depp, <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. Okay. I thought this was interesting because they are such. Babies. Mia Sarah is 16 when this was filmed. Yeah. The, the actor who played Gump uh, was 18. Really? And um, yeah, and Tom Cruise is 22. So I had always wondered about the 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 kid who plays Gump because that kid could be 12 or 27 or or eight. I don't know. Yeah, I'm and not that voice. I, I'm, I have notes about Gump. We can talk about him later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my last note, which was a, another thing in the, like, behind-the-scenes movie I watched, was that there was a major fire on set, and the entire forest burned down. It was on the James Bond uh, 007 set, and I guess they had they had been filming That's, that. Which which one? Um, you know, the one that everyone knows. I don't know. <laughs> the fucking don't, don't get crazy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so they had been doing this scene with, like, the fire, and they had had, you know, gas. The one scene in Bond with the fire? That one Bond No, no, no. In Legend, fire. they had been filming. There's a scene Wait. where they're, like, fucking around with the bonfire, and the gas got trapped, and it ignited, and the pigeons were like, shit! And they evacuated, <laughs> and... um. Ridley Scott, they came and told him he was editing. They're like, hey, the set's on fire. It's really bad. He's like, okay, cool. And he kept editing. And then they were like, no, there's like a pillar of smoke and everything is ruined. And he's uh, like, you know what? I'm going to go play tennis. Like, I'm going to walk away from this for a little while. So it was a little bit of a setback in that. And they had to redo some scenes um, maybe in a different way than they would have because it, it was on fire a lot. Uh, so those are my fun facts. So, Paul, what are your notes? What did you notice? Okay. This, okay. My, my first note is... We start with a crawl. We start with what? We start with a with crawl. With a That's crawl. not my first note. Okay, what's your first note? While the movie was loading, <laughs> I was streaming the movie, and sure. it was loading. And my first thought that I wrote down was, oh no, what if I don't like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and I wrote, I'm super terrified. This is one I might not actually like. And then it'd be a bad Tim Curry movie. Oh, right, and that's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. Also, oh, no, you were like, let's not. <laughs> let's not. Yeah, let's not destroy this one. I tried really hard to see Tim Curry under the makeup while watching yeah, The no. Darkness, and it's impossible. He looks totally different. Like I, When he was on screen, I mean, he's on screen at the very beginning and then not in the movie for like half the movie. You don't see his full body till an hour in. Yeah, I tried really hard when he came on screen fully near the end of the movie Pretty much every time he was on screen, I was like, is he in there somewhere that I can make out a feature that would make me recognize him? If right. I didn't know, like, if I didn't know right. this was him, could I tell? And But his voice. His, even, well. For me, that. His voice was. Yeah. But I don't, it's it's definitely, so we did Clue, right? And we did. looking at him, his voice and stuff in Clue. Like, okay, he's a, just a great actor. That's, I guess, what I'm right. getting to. Even his voice, I think, is different as Darkness. And it's well, still sure. Tim Curry. He's but acting. He's acting. And <laughs> if, if you didn't, if you told me it was someone else, I could maybe believe you. Like, if so, I didn't know it was yeah. already him, I don't know. So Ridley Scott, I heard him say in one of the things I watched that he picked, he wanted Tim Curry because of Rocky Horror. And he thought, yeah. how brave 
and awesome is this actor, and also that he really wanted Darkness to be super sexy. <laughs> and so he was like, obviously Tim Curry is super sexy. Yeah. And Tim Curry um, had said in the interview that I saw about doing the makeup and getting into the costume that um, he's like, I don't know, my sheet says I'm like 5'10", I'm probably really like 5'9". <laughs> he said, this is not what I look like. So to be, you know, super muscular and super, he was probably 13 feet on the stilts and with the horns. Oh, so to be, he was on stilts. Yeah, well, like, I had to make the he whole, had to have yeah. backward, right. I forget what that's so called, to, but to be, like guilt legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's like got fun like. So to be that in that character, he said when he would look turn around, he's like, I, he bitched and moaned because he wanted his eyes to still be really visible. And the way they did the makeup, it's not, you can't kind of make your head so much bigger mm-hmm. and then still keep your tiny beady eyes right. peeking out. If that's a creepy effect. So he had these giant contacts in that were super uncomfortable. And he goes, they put these eyes in me and I was bitching and moaning. And then I turned around and I looked in the mirror and I went, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so he, you know, a lot of times when you hear actors talk about getting into that really grueling, agonizing makeup, they are complaining and they're talking about, oh, it was so hard and it was such a mental thing and I had to learn how to meditate and I thought I was going to die. And Tim Curry was like, I looked so hot. He's like, I loved it. He's yeah. like, I loved being a big guy. Like, I loved being so, huh. you know, so tough. So he, that was his, I mean, what he really thought about it, I don't know. But in this interview, he was very... He didn't complain once about sitting there or ripping off his own skin or any of that. He was like, I loved it. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. I also, I, so I finally get to the, the crawl or the scroll. Right, okay. Whatever. And I'm, I'm, my thought is, right, like everybody always says, you know, tell, don't show. Right. right. <laughs> and then I'm like, because Star Wars, it's like a thing. It's a crutch for sure. Right. Well, and this is what I thought. What is this fucking trying to tell us? It's like giving us the moral of the story before we watch the story. Well, it's so I wrote it was some straight up Lord of the Rings ripoff uh, to start with. It's all the darkness and the light and blah blah blah, and then unicorns. And I'm like, okay, never mind. We just right. take a turn. But I was trying to think of this movie. Then at the end, what would this movie be if it didn't have that crawl at the beginning? And I don't know that that you would have any idea what was actually happening in this movie if they didn't put that crawl <laughs> at the beginning. You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I read, too, is that Ridley Scott's um, director's cut version, which is, is not the version that you, neither you or I yeah, watched, yeah. was a lot longer and a different sort of in tone. Okay. Um, and he decided to, when they screened it and they told him, like, this is too fucking long, like, blah, 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 like... He, I think, decided to make it more of it. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me. Like a fantasy movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think he took what he already had and tried to mold it more. And so that crawl does, I guess, make sense. Because my second note is, did we fucking need that story? But now, I guess, <laughs> when you look back at the end, maybe you do. I was I was really interested to – I wrote in my notes, I was excited for your fun facts. Because I was hoping you were going to have something about – like, I have – no idea what the, I certainly didn't see this in the theater and right. I didn't wasn't aware enough as the, as a four-year-old to know like what was the publicity surrounding this movie really Scott right. I mean really Scott's a big deal right right and 
I, was this a big budget thing? It certainly seems like they spent a ton of time on costuming and the set design and. It, they did. I mean, that was like a huge, the forest yeah. set was hugely expensive. It, it sounded like from what I read that they had had these like ideas of things and they wanted to kind of put them together into a story. So clearly it did not start off with a plot. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it ended with one, but. I wrote like. It looks like they spent a lot on costuming and set, and then they immediutely, yeah. they're following Mia Sarah. Well, I don't even know what her name is in this movie. Um, uh, It's Lily. Lily, right. Okay. They're following her as she's prancing through the right. lit, magical, pre-destruction. Right. It's so gorgeous, and she's so pretty. But, but wait, they're wait, so I... bad about focusing. Like, their camera, no, like, there's but it's, shit yeah. in the way all the time. They're like, here. <laughs> Let's focus on no, this see, random blade of grass. No, I actually liked that. I actually liked that about it. Mm. I liked that the shots were often felt really like painterly style to me. Like they were through okay. the. I I actually made a note of that in a positive sense. But you skipped, skipped our first that. look at at Blix. So my first note of seeing oh. the, the Blix goblin was that he looks really creepy. So my first note was like, Keith oh, Richards. well, he holds up. Like, yeah, Keith Richards. <laughs> my first note was like, he holds up because sometimes you see a monster. An 80s monster, and you're like, woof. Yeah. They look really bad. And my first, good. my first thought of him was, he still looks really creepy. So my like, first I, thought I, was, why do evil people always have breathing issues? <laughs> it's because they have fake noses. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you hear is like. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I also like that Blix got rhymes. That what? Like I like he's got oh, rhymes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and I like how it's is not Blix a boy. Um, well, Blix is played by a woman, but it felt oh, like okay. a masculine character to okay. me. We, let's not, let's, let's, uh, non-binary Blix. Mm-hmm. I don't, let's not assume Blix is gender. I don't think we need to. When Blix spoke, it wasn't always a rhyme, but they yeah. sometimes rhymed. And, yeah. and I liked that because it wasn't overbearing, but it was a kind of a fun thing that was consistent through the whole film. So I liked yeah. that. I also wrote how Tim Curry said, innocence. Sorry. <laughs> 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 He says he rubs a lot of funk I on like a lot his of words. Eyes and fingernails. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you don't see him in full until later, and right. you don't know you don't even know that he's red, right? Until an hour right. into the film, and if if you hadn't seen, I don't know if he was on posters and stuff like you said. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like you might not have known that at all. Um, but anyway, so she's going through the the forest. Everything is a fucking glitter bomb. The glitter budget in this film is off the charts. Tr- is off the charts. <laughs> I will say this, public service announcement, glitter is awful. Not just because it gets everywhere, but it's plastic, and you're putting little pieces of plastic everywhere. Mm-hmm. Buy, if you absolutely feel like you need glitter, go buy the biodegradable stuff. That's just public service announcement. There is biodegradable glitter. Don't use the cheap-ass plastic stuff. It's not good. It's awful. It stays forever. Okay, PSA by Paul. Yes, I feel okay. strongly about that. Glitter I, is he's, wrong. He is gesticulating. <laughs> I will tell you. Yes. My whole notes about the beginning are that they're both so fucking dreamy. They're and oh, let's can we make a note right now that we're not going to talk about how Tom Cruise is a crazy person? So he's twenty two in this movie. You said. Yeah, yeah, I did say that. I thought he was about fourteen in this movie. He looks about fourteen. I mathed it twice actually because (laughs) I didn't believe it when I was like, no. And I can see why he's sort of stayed young. Like, well, he's a vampire. Okay. You well, yes, he did play a vampire. (laughs) 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 He's actually Lestat, and his Satan count is very low. When did that movie come out? 
Oh, I don't know. Can we do it for this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> the nineties, so, probably. The thing I think that was very <laughs> on show uh, uh, on what's the word I'm looking for? The thing that was very obvious in this movie was that he clearly has three front teeth, or maybe <laughs> one middle tooth, or something. His teeth are all shifted. So he has like they're one caps, middle tooth. I think, tooth. and so they're not like. Per- I don't fucking know. No, you think that's fake teeth that he's wearing in this movie? I mean, I think he has fake teeth. I don't know if they're fake now and they weren't fake then. I don't he know the has, timeline of Tom Cruise's look, teeth. Did you look at his teeth in this movie? Because I could not stop looking at his teeth in this movie. I was very distracted by his hair. I really like a dude with long hair, everybody. In <laughs> case anybody cares. And um, he, has, he has long hair in this film, you might have noticed, and I very much enjoyed that. I want to make out with both of them a lot. No, see. They're very has, glittery. Has, and they're yes. pretty. You know... Mia Sarah's 16 in this movie, right? Yeah, I was four, so <laughs> okay. it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Um, I still want to make out with her. If you Google Mia Sarah today, yeah. uh, early 50s, she looks just as gorgeous. Yeah. Um, d- but uh, my other note about her, though, is that she's a pain in the ass. Yeah, she, she oh, definitely. Is a pain, and I remember thinking she was a pain in the ass as a kid. Like, she fucking throws the ring like a twat. She, like, fucks with that lady's laundry. <laughs> yeah, like, I... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, she's like, oh, here's this peasant working really hard on her Right! Laundry. She's like, I let me I'll just fuck with your shit! <laughs> oh, woof. Other important notes is that I definitely want to hold a bird in my own hand, and I was very jealous that she was holding a bird. You never hold a bird in your hand? I mean, I've held a bird in my hand, like, at the zoo when they, like, are forced to come to your hand because you're feeding them. But I'm just saying in a Disney princess type of way. Oh. You want them to, like, flutter around you. Yeah, and help me get ready. Yeah, I've had that experience. They help the entire hair bone. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. Okay. Tom Cruise might be an actual forest sprite in this film. All right, no. Is that working for you or what? Tom Cruise never works because he's a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I said we were going to. is tainted by his <laughs> present person because he's a crazy person. Yes. You So, see, here's the difference. You are just very shallow. That's true. I have no depth. <laughs> None. No, you're right. He's a straight up crazy person. He is. I wrote that I didn't want to watch the unicorn get shot again. I know I was like anxious when it was going to happen. Yeah. Traumatic. Cutting off the unicorn very... horn is very traumatic. Yes. And I was trying to, let me ask you this. Do you know, maybe listener, maybe you can help me because I have what is maybe a false memory of a painting that I feel like I saw that was sort of a woman who's cradling a unicorn and it's like the death something about the death of the last unicorn is this painting oh. and i remember that sort of in conjunction with this movie hmm. and we're still la- and then there one. was some tie in my head about this is the last unicorn in ireland or something well was there also there was also like the, the last unicorn story was that its own that was its own thing there was what i think there was like a book or a movie called the last unicorn yes that's for sure so yeah i'm pretty sure this is a painting a painting something about a woman with a unicorn and i need help because you already googled it i was googling and i was really failing striking out and i don't usually strike out like that but then i'm like maybe my brain made this painting up (laughs) but (laughs) i don't know well but i i do feel that many of the of the shots look like paintings. They do. It's very... Sort yeah, of like, like said, the perfect drug a... video where, like, things were framed in a way that you made it look like... I just want to bring that video back. I love it! 
Yes. So I said. I will tell you that Trent Reznor's band. What? This um, is not that episode. No, there's a connection. They okay. played, they covered one of the songs, the Tangerine Dream, the, oh, okay. um, the Angels band, not his, with his new wife. Anyway, okay. Trent Reznor is a dreamboat as Moving well. On. Moving yeah. on. I wrote that there's a lot of Tom Cruise bare legs in yeah. this film. There was also a moment up. where I was like, wow, that, that little person just had to kiss Tom Cruise's knee or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very dark. All of that. I, it was much darker than I remember when, the, like, the unicorn horn cuts off and it's like, this, all this bad stuff happens, right? Yeah. And it got really dark. Literally, it got darker, but also yes. metaphorically, the movie got Correct. really dark. And then Gump shows up. I love oh, Gump. Oh, yeah. He, He's uh, great. He was great. I thought he was much younger than 18, though. And I was like, wow, this kid can, he's perfectly cast for this. And he was like all, he was definitely in charge of the scenes he was in with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. He was no joke. And also random bubbles when they show up. Yes, random bubbles. I like the random bubbles. So much shit just floating in the air in this movie. And glitter. So much glitter. glitter. I wonder how many fans, like, to get Like little snowflakes. Like, there is just constant shit. Listen, if that snow was real, all of them would be frostbitten to dead. Like the, the, right. the, there's so much bear skin. <laughs> on a scale of frostbitten to dead, <laughs> yes. they would be dead. They're, none of them wear pants. They're just like, oh, it's snowing. Yes, We're they're all in freezing, no possibly pants. to death. I was looking to see if this actor who played Gump was in anything else of note. Because he reminds me of the kid who played Malachi in Children of the Corn. Oh, it's not, I don't think, but it, it seems to me like similar human. Like an old man, but a young man at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. He was great. I loved him. He was great. And what I, what I wrote about him showing up in that scene was, and this is something that I kind of felt throughout much of it, and maybe you can tell me what you think, is that there was a lot of like really abrupt mood changes from like yeah. one moment to the next. So he's super pissed at him. Uh, Gump is super pissed at Jack. You, you let a mortal touch the unicorn, you giant asshole. And he's like, but I love her. And he's like, oh, let's have some wine, bitches. And then they're <laughs> smiling and they're happy. Like it switches on a dime. And I felt like even with, you know, the interactions with Lily and Jack before that, where they're like smooching in the forest. Forest, like they were like happy and playful and then all of a sudden it was serious or upsetting yeah. or she was scared was like i think there was a lot of really shifting moods and it's everything it's the light their postures the lines they're speaking and the music like everything shifts it it has to be intentional but yeah. like why is that the intention i, I guess I, I okay so this is my pull this theory out of my ass moment right. Maybe I need a theme song for that, but my theory I was just is gonna say that that contributes Paul's to ass the, theory. <laughs> the ethereal quality of the movie. That you are—it's shiftless. It's yeah, or sh- it's shifty or whatever the word is I'm looking for. Where I think the technical it, term is shifty. <laughs> the the watcher doesn't ever get a chance to get grounded. So right, you just as soon as you think you understand what a scene is, what is happening in the scene, all of a sudden it shifts. And it might right. shift in the scene or it might just change the music or so you, it's like it contributes to the sort of fairy nature of the movie. Right. It feels very dreamlike. Yeah. Um, and many of the movements, many of the things were shot, you know, in reverse and then, well, shot and then played in reverse. Like the, the, the movement of the horses mm. were in some, you know, the unicorns were in some ways done that way. And the part where like the wine fills up, like that's all reverse. Mm-hmm. Shots, and I think some of that, that's like what they did at the end of Carrie to make it look dreamlike is they had her walk 
backwards and then played right. it forwards. Right. Like, so that's a little unsettling and weird. So I do think there's a lot of that, like, dream thing. What's your next note after Honeythorn? I did say at this point, I was pretty sure this movie doesn't make any sense, if not for the crawl at the beginning. It would be worse. I don't think Correct. it makes a lot of sense. It's sort of fun, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. And this is my favorite line in the whole movie. It is when Darkness is talking to his minions, mostly to Blix, because mm-hmm. the other two are just kind of there. And I, at this point, I'm not – I don't remember if the, the – so there's Blix, and then I don't know the other one's names. There's like a, a pig-faced one. Pig-faced one, and then the, the, one mask, the, helmet, uh, the one with the helmet. Who turns out to be another sort of fairy. Correct. Correct. Or elf or whatever they are. But – also, I'm pretty sure that someone stole that. Which was first, Legend or Labyrinth? Because their same helmet is in it's like the <laughs> same helmet design as the one thing, the one goblin in Labyrinth. That's all I could think about when it's I looked at the same the fucking goblin. He's just getting around. <laughs> but here's my favorite line: Blix is talking about, oh, you know, we killed one of the unicorns, uh-huh. and Darkness is like, yeah, but there's two, you dumbass. You got to kill them both because there's still the sun here, and I won't, it won't be complete until they're both dead. Mm-hmm. And Blix says. It's just a female. She has no power. And Tim Curry, as darkness goes, only the power of creation. That's the I best line in the I am showing Paul my notes. I literally wrote that word for word and put a huge box around yes, it. Yes, that's the best. She has no power. Only the power of creation. I'm yep. going to get a fucking shirt <laughs> with that on it. Yep. Um, yeah, that like is... Tim, like- darkness behind it or something like amazing amazing so good thank you thank you paul you are my hero that is also my favorite line and i put a giant box around it (laughs) in my notes so listeners paul Paul cannot see my notes they are on a piece of paper like a crazy person paul types his like a grown-up with a computer and i write mine on paper (laughs) (laughs) um that is the best line and so he's like go back out there and kill that other unicorn you fuckers actually he says why don't you bring it to me because a wedding what's a wedding without a a unicorn murder (laughs) right right then the this is another place where i felt like the tone really switched very quickly so blix and the minion group go and they're going to get the unicorn and rum tom i know it's rum tom because i was paying attention at that point to his name the one elf dwarf guy is supposed to be defending sure the last unicorn and so they're like shooting at him and Mia Sarah and the unicorn and he's like making all these jokes, right? Right. And he's defending them with like a pot, I think. Yep, he's like deflecting the and arrows he's, with he's a pot. Like sort of, you know, doing it between his legs, around the shoulder. Yeah, he's, he's doing like, it a little shoulder. And showing. then he gets shot in the head and you're like, Oh my god. Like it was just it was this silly sort of thing yeah. and then he's dead. And you're like holy crap and then they take away they capture the unicorn and and really whatever and they take her away and also could mia sarah be like less effective in that moment she's like farting around back there like oh unicorn run like she's like oh i forgot how to run but so it's silly it's silly it's the silly fight and then he's shot in the head and and it shows him like laying out in the snow with his arrow through his head right and it switches so fast and then it switches back and it turns out nope He's yeah, he's not really he's dead. He's not really dead. He yeah. thinks he's dead because he had a wine bottle or whatever under his hat. Mm-hmm. They actually showed it before. Yeah, he, right? that's the elderberry wine. Right. Or the, yeah. And and he's not dead. And it's just this silly goof. Like, oh, he got shot in the wine bottle. 
but for a couple minutes there, I don't know if it was a couple minutes, but for a little bit, it's right. like, it's really dark. It's like, right. holy crap. I mean, they just cut a unicorn's horn off. Shit is real. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. It, it just it, it goes back and forth so fast. Yeah. Me, Sarah, and the unicorn get captured yeah. by the baddies is the next thing that happens. And my next note is, this bitch loves shiny things. <laughs> she is very excited about yeah. the jewelry and all that stuff, which, yeah. again, inconsistent because she was at the beginning like, you live a far richer life than me, right. you know, here in right. the woods. And, like, now she's like, yeah, and bling, she bling. Ring in the lake. Right, right. Dance with the shadow lady? Is that what you were um, going <laughs> to? No, I wasn't quite there. I oh, said, okay. I, my next one was, I feel like more people should be putting on pants because snow is cold, dude. Nah, fuck pants. <laughs> And there's this whole thing about Una. It, he, you know, Tom Cruise shares her secret that she's oh, right. like a, that she's actually a, a big elf person. Elf. Yeah. yeah, and she's like, "Give me a kiss." And so she, he gives him, he gives her a little peck. And then I guess I thought she was going to do something. She's like, "Okay," she gets all pissed. The blah 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 flies off, but then she does it anyway. I'm like, there was some lost opportunity there for. Like a sworn right. fairy sort They of. wanted to show that, like, she could turn into Mia Sarah and fool him, and he had to have a moment where he, like, decided yeah. that he knew it wasn't real. I don't know. In the direct, what I read was in the director's cut, um, he started off a little bit more, like, lustful of her, and, mm-hmm. like, it grew into more of, like, a quote-unquote, like, pure, true love of Mia Sarah's oh, character. Okay. Like, that it wasn't... Yeah. Like it, it, I feel in it, in the theatrical version, it's a little bit of a chaste love. It feels like very innocent and pure, right, much right. like the unicorns are pure. Like it feels like it's portrayed that way. So I think maybe originally it wasn't. I don't know. I don't know what it was meant to be. I don't know what any of this is meant to be. <laughs> I don't know what any of it's meant to be telling us. To be honest with you, I love the drance, the the drance, the death. I can't say it. The the dress dance. Jesus. The shadow lady. The shadow dance. Yeah. She transforms into the yeah. That yeah. I love that. That's awesome. my note is yes. This goth queen. Yes. Like, hey. And then Tim Curry comes out. Yeah. And they both look amazing. Yes. If if you've been listening, guys, you know that my little goth heart flutters for shit like this. <laughs> I. This is the biggest thing I remember from being a child. I should have said this before. Is that. There is a couple movies in which a girl is propositioned by a very powerful and sexy demon or, you know, someone who wants to take them to the underworld, Mm -hmm. makes a bargain with them, and the girl in the films does not usually go, and my goth 14-year-old self was always like, go with him! Like, what, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding? Look at that fabulous gown. Like go a very with him. Thing, like Hades and Persephone. Yes, like my ass wants to go and hang out with Hades, <laughs> <Yeah>. like a hundred percent. Fucking wait until we get to Labyrinth. Anyway, uh, okay. um, so yeah, so like she changes into this, you know, goth version, the darkness like version. Holy shit, this is my dream ensemble. Yeah. Like I. Love it. And then we see darkness for the first time. I like how they took the front of her dress, mm-hmm. and there's this big triangle piece missing, and they put it uh, behind Paul, her Paul, we call that a deep V. 
Right, but then they put that same, it's like they, they took that material and put it behind her head as this big collar. It is like a Dracula collar on steroids. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's great. But Tim Curry also looks amazing and sounds amazing. Yes! And I love their scene where they're, are they like next to a dining table or something? Like a buffet. A buffet, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they're going back and forth. That's the, I think that's the best scene Lily, or Mia Sarah has in this movie. Yes. She's... But, a little bit back and forth, a little right. bit, like, right. kind of smart-assing him. She is brave. Like, I mean, she's kind of a dumbass, but... Yeah. And sh- that's where she says, you got to let me kill the, the unicorn. Like, yeah. This is what yeah. I want. Um, he, you know, all I want is to talk with you. All right. I want, it's enough just he to be near amazing. you. He's that's why I want to go with him, Paul. No dude has ever said <laughs> that shit to me. And he's just so weirdly demon hot. Yeah. <laughs> Also, one of my notes is that why do bad guys always decorate with skulls? There's a lot of skulls in this movie. There's a lot of skulls. Um, It was supposed to be, when he, toward the end when he's climbing up on a pile to look over at them, it was supposed to be a pile of bodies. Oh, good. And they, like, changed it a little bit, but if you look, it still sort of looks like humanoid stuff. Nice. Okay. I said this movie might be worth it just for the vision of Tim Curry as darkness, if nothing yes. else. I don't yes. know. I think we missed already the part where the we see those, like, sort of big, bald henchmen. Yeah. But that's also a uniform, right? Like, the big, bald henchmen wearing just, like, a leather apron and mm-hmm. no shirt. Like that's kind of that's a look. Or something. They have They're some ogre-y. Kind of face that's a look. And there's a very similar guy that looks like that in the Three Musketeers mm. remake, in which Tim Curry is Cardinal Richelieu. Oh, nice. He's I wearing mean, the he's like the same, same like uniform. That was just, <laughs> just they got. That he, that's just his normal. It's dress. that guy. That's, that's his role. Yeah. Another one of my notes is that this music makes me feel high. <laughs> I, at some points, it's not like traditionally cinematic enough, and I'm not exactly sure what it's supposed to be evoking. Okay, yeah, but I can see that. I like really enjoy it for the most part, and then at some points, I'm like, I maybe need some like more like action movie music <laughs> right here while we're like fighting. Wait, so I said most awkward fight scene ever. You can't drop kick. I said you can't drop kick darkness. It, it was. This is clearly in an era before – I don't know what the demarcation line is in movies. There's got to be somewhere where we went from weird, awkward fight scenes, which is just – what just give them a sword and let them flail around for a while. <laughs> and, to somewhere where we ended up with these choreographed, very complex martial right. arts sort of fights. Was it The Matrix? I was going to say all The Matrix. The way to The Matrix had to be before like, that. There's got to be more than that before The Matrix. I, I almost said The Matrix, but it's got to be more before that. I don't know what the line of demarcation of fight scenes in this movie is. Right. You look at Star Wars, like, look at the original Star Wars. Why do I keep bringing up Star Wars? But look at the original Star Wars lightsaber fights, and it's basically, here's a stick. Just sort of swing it at each other. Yeah. And then you look at the newer... It's really Star Wars movie. It's very choreographed. Like, the, even yeah. the one, even the first, I mean, the... Episodes one, two, and three, which came out, I think, in the early 2000s, maybe, Mm -hmm. they have very choreographed fight scenes as well. And I'm not saying this is not choreographed. Like, maybe this is very choreographed, and probably there had to be some just so they wouldn't hurt each other. Brandon Lee and the Crow, I feel like there was a really choreographed. Yeah, but that's Bruce. So, like, that was 90s. Right, like, because martial arts, like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're Where, right. Maybe though. It, it, it's always there. Always been some movies that have had very choreographed martial arts stuff, and it just seems right. like it's more mainstream. Like if there is a fight scene, it's all 
complex right. motion. And... So is this a long way of saying that um, Jack has lady gymnastics moves? He <laughs> is that <laughs> is that in your notes? Yeah, <laughs> he does a lot of jumping over the yeah. swords of things. Or like the like, oh, I'm just gonna stand on this table. You swing and I'll jump over it, and that'll work. He does right. have gymnastics moves. Right. Much like in Spaceballs when they explain the plot and then they look at the camera and go, did you get that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim Curry tells us about three times that Sunshine is his destroyer. His destroyer like, yeah. literally those yeah. words <laughs> several times. Hey, my one weakness. Right. <laughs> I just want everybody to know I fucking hate the sun, you guys. Right. right. I did like the Frisbee plate sort of. Yes. Puzzle yeah. game. Puzzle, not, uh, like puzzle figuring right. out. Let's make the sun come in here. Right. Oh, back when they're talking, Mia, Sarah, and Darkness, he says, the dreams of youth are the regrets of maturity. He's got a lot of, like, really weighty lines in there. (laughs) And, again, I'm not sure what all of these things put together, what picture they paint, but I thought that was a pretty good line. (laughs) So I'm I'm all the way to the power ballad at the end now. Oh, you're already there? I'm already there. I'm just hanging um, out there. I said don't eat and drink. Never eat and drink in Fairy Kingdom, ladies and gentlemen. Right. That's a bad idea. She thinks about it. She doesn't. Well, here's what I, again, with the inconsistency, because Tom Cruise is maybe going to shoot her with an arrow. Mm-hmm. And Gump says, judge her with your heart, not your eyes, which I take to mean you know what you see, but, like, you know, you know her, like... Well, then he's going to shoot her. But then in a second, he's like, no, let's fucking shoot her. So I was yeah. like, what the, what does that even mean? Yeah. And then, you know, while they're rolling around and fighting, again, where the fuck did Lily go? Yeah. She has this good moment where she fakes him out and she frees the unicorn and goes, run! Okay, now swing that sword up into darkness. Like, literally, <laughs> you're standing next to him. He's surprised. Yeah, you get a bonus round. You get a surprise <laughs> round. Like, they shot him a couple times and nothing happened. Nothing though. happened. But, like, would you not swing? Where does she go for all of this? Like, those minions just let her run away with a sword? Like, yeah, I don't know. So that that was my thing. Like, she had a good moment there, and he trusted her, the power of love, whatever. Like, that's all good. The unicorn gets away. So does she, apparently. But, like, I don't know. I she just, I wanted. Right, I wanted to see her. Usually, even if it's ineffectual, the woman is, like, pounding on the back of someone with a pillow. Like, <laughs> she's at least doing something. Uh-huh. And so I kind of wanted to see that. A little bit. Or fighting off the minions or something. So I thought Maybe that was kind of a bummer. Was. Maybe she killed the Maybe she guy. was. Maybe she did fuck it that guy. It was just off camera. Right. I'm going to assume that she did. What also happens is that she gets a total fucking makeover. Yeah. She gets she gets made back into <laughs> Forest Princess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is too bad. <laughs> Such a bummer. <laughs> also, I'm he still- says I'm... What? Where are we at? I'm just still hanging out in this power ballad, so you oh, can well, do your so, whole thing. Oh, well, so, you know, so he gets, he gets killed, or sent yeah. away, banished, yeah. um, and he says, I am a part of you all, which is very dramatic. And then, where the fuck does he go? Space? Yeah, it looks like he goes to space. <laughs> he floats away to space. I didn't know that his underground cavern had, a, like, a portal to space, but it seems to. No, that didn't bother me. He, like, spoke to different stars or something. It me, but, like, it was their thing. That makes sense. That's fine. All right. Um, yeah, my last note is just this fucking song, man. <laughs> he gets, Tim Curry gets the last laugh, though. He sure does. He sure does. I'm, like, really trying not to sing you this goddamn song. <laughs> that guy's got such a falsetto going. It is very good. We, we, should, yeah, uh, it's, we should come to a judgment here. 
teaching us to love yeah, for okay. goodness sake. All right. Credits. This movie has little to no plot. Right. It is weird. Right. And inconsistent in tone. And right. I fucking love it. I yes, fucking love it. I, I love it. <laughs> I love everything about it. This I think the music, you... the glitter, all of it. You have to watch it through a particular lens, though. Tell me the lens. I don't know what the lens is. <laughs> Is the lens acid? Because <laughs> maybe, maybe I've never done that. Maybe but it would be seems like if you are assisted with some substances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But someone should try it and let us know for let science. Us know. Yeah, for science. For science. I this is de- I, this is a yes. I would. I thought Me this too. was gonna be hard. And after talking, I'm like. No, there's more stuff on here that I really enjoyed. And I can get into it. You have to understand that it's not going to make sense, I think. Is I also lens. think like, that we're going to discover that most of these 80s fantasy movies are fucking are crazy, crazy town. Crazy, absolutely. Crazy town. I think it's worth it just for Tim Curry as. A hundred percent. And for also him. for every, like, weird 14-year-old goth girl who wants to have a demon give her a makeover. Okay. Well, that's you, but. That I mean, is definitely <laughs> me. We wanted to try and think about it for a wider audience. I mean, I'm thinking about Other my little people. You. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I you love it. It's definitely like Barbie. Protest. Oh God, they're gonna hate all the shit I love. Yep, they are. Oh, what? That's the curse of being a parent. A hundred percent. They're gonna like sports ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it definitely goes in in my nerd canon. Yeah, it goes in too. yours. Yep. Okay, great. So we love this weird, ludicrous, we perfect do. movie. I'm glad. Me too. Right, you were a little worried. I'm glad it all worked out okay. It worked out for me. Ah, awesome. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks to Joe Costanza for writing our theme song. If you want more nerdy goodness, find us online at Twitter at NerdCanon. We're on Instagram at NerdCanon Podcast. You can send us comments or suggestions for topics. You can email us at NerdCanonPodcast at Gmail. We will see you in two weeks with Who's the Who's Boss? Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss? Um, and so until... Tony Danza. Oh, yeah. Uh, next episode of Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. So uh until next time. Nurse the nerd. Nerd dude. <laughs> <laughs>